Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to everyone out there. My name is Dr. Joe Servan, Editor-in-Chief of Epilepsy.com, and this is Hallway Conversations, where we get a chance to speak with experts pertaining to seizures and epilepsy from around the globe to help you, our listener, deal and manage with this issue. Today is Wednesday, June the 27th, 2018, and we are going to be talking about a topic that um, we do cover on epilepsy.com fairly well, but we don't talk a lot about it, especially on Hallway Conversations. So to me, this is always a a great chance to catch up on what's new. And what I am talking about today is the ketogenic diet. The ketogenic diet has been around for a very long time, and it's always good to understand the recommendations and issues uh, pertaining to its use uh, and how people should navigate this treatment that gets a lot of interest. To join us, we have a very good friend personally as well as professionally to the foundation and epilepsy.com, and that is our ketogenic diet editor for epilepsy.com, Dr. Eric Kossoff, uh, who's going to be joining us uh, for discussion on this. Dr. Kossoff is a professor of neurology and pediatrics at the Johns Hopkins University, as well as serving as a director of the ketogenic diet program. Eric, always a pleasure to have you on this podcast. Uh, thanks, Joe. No, it's uh, it's great to be here. It's uh, always been a pleasure being involved with Epilepsy.com and the Epilepsy Foundation and share what we're doing in a very exciting field. Absolutely. And, and, and so we can kind of get to it. To those rare individuals who may be uh, unaware of your wonderful work in the ketogenic diet, can you just tell us about uh, your role in the world of epilepsy, your current work, your current work, so that people understand the context that you'll be speaking from. Absolutely. So, you know, I, even almost taking a step back, Joe, I, you know, I, when we talk to families, uh, both children and actually now increasingly adults, um, we make sure they realize that there are four major options for epilepsy, and they are drugs, uh, dietary therapy, which we'll talk about today, uh, electrical stimulation, so things like the VNS and the RNS, and then epilepsy surgery. And so, you know, the diet falls into, again, a category of being one of those four major therapies. Um, today in 2018, uh, it really is a lot of decision by both the neurologist and the family um, or patient uh, in deciding which of these treatments they wish to do. Uh, the ketogenic diet, as you mentioned, um, has been around for a very long time. We're actually approaching the century anniversary of it. Uh, back in 1921, it was uh, created at the Mayo Clinic as a therapy initially designed to mimic fasting. Uh, they knew that periods of fasting and water diets were helpful for epilepsy. They didn't know why or how they worked. So the ketogenic diet was created as a high-fat, moderate-protein, low-carbohydrate diet um, back in the 1920s, um, and it worked. Um, and in fact, today, the classic ketogenic diet is very similar to what they did back over 90 years ago. Um, but we know now through some really interesting basic science that it's different than water diets and starvation. It actually has probably multiple mechanisms of action. Um, it's a 
therapy that is really exciting uh, for basic scientists and even some of the pharmaceutical industry are getting involved in the diet work as they realize the diet is almost, again, a whole new class of therapies for epilepsy, different than drugs. Um, but, you know, still today it is a diet. So it's a lifestyle modification. It is changing what you eat uh, on an everyday basis to help suppress seizures. Um, generally in the long term, children we keep on the diet about two years, sometimes longer. Um, adults, you know, could be even longer than that if they're driving and doing very well. Um, but we do spend a lot of time in discussing this with families, making sure they understand what the diet is and what it looks like. Eric, thanks, because that's a a fantastic summary to kind of get us started. Uh, So much time, so much research has been spent on this therapy, as you kind of had uh, mentioned. However, there's been uh, recent new recommendations and guidelines that's come out, and I have a feeling that many of our listeners are very, very curious about what those recommendations and new guidelines that were recently published have to say. Can you spend some time with us kind of just walking us through all the the big findings on all of this? Yeah, you you got it. So, you know, actually, you know, it's probably back around 2006. Um, as a community, the ketogenic diet world, so to speak, of dietitians, neurologists, Um, both pediatric and adults and researchers said, you know, I think we can put out some guidelines for ideal management, okay? And so, you know, I think back then we knew and we still know today that there's very good evidence that the ketogenic diet works, okay? I think we're past that. And I think back in 2006 as a community, we said, let's come out with some general recommendations for both new and established ketogenic diet centers in terms of what may be the best way to handle starting the diet, who to start on the diet, um, what labs we should get before starting, and then while you're on the diet, because we really want to make the diet safer, better, and you know, just sort of overall a better experience for our patients. And so back in 2006, um, it was really actually a big initiative of Charlie Foundation, which is a parent support group that... Um, has been very active in ketogenic diet research and advocacy, got a group of us together. And at the end of the day, we ended up with 26 both U.S. and international dietitians and neurologists and created a document. And this document was published in uh, late 2008, early 2009 in the journal Epilepsia. And this was, again, a guideline that handled lots of aspects of the management of the ketogenic diet. And so here we are today, now 10 years later, Um, this document, again, as we call it, the consensus statement on the diet, um, received a lot of notoriety, a lot of citations. I think it had a lot of um, great intended consequences uh, in terms of giving guidance, uh, telling neurologists what we really know about the best ways to monitor and keep kids safe. But I think, you know, kind of an unintended consequence was how there were some areas of dispute and debate, okay, where there were topics that back in 2008, 2009, you know, it was almost 50-50 in some situations, you know, amongst ketogenic experts about how best to do things. And I think it, it kind of begged the question for the next 10 years, which I think has happened, 
um, where should we be doing our research? What are the parts of the ketogenic diet management that we can do better? We need more studies in. And so um, that's what's really was exciting. And I think led all of us to say, let's give it another go. Okay. Let's, let's update, let's uh, put in some new information and then resurvey the entire group and see if things have changed. Wow. Can, can you, and so out of, uh, out of putting all this together, resurveying the group, what are the, what are the big highlights now? So what, like, uh, what, what are the kind of the items that kind of emerged from all of this? Yeah. So, you know, there's some really kind of interesting trends that we, we definitely noticed. I think one of the trends, you know, were sort of the changes in who should go on the diet. That was, we felt, you know, such an important part of the original document that we had it as our first table or table one, so to speak, uh, you know, of the consensus right. statement. And in our second consensus, it also remained table one. And what we tried to do was put a list of conditions in which the diet not only was likely to lead to a benefit in about half the children, but maybe even as we documented 70% of the time children would benefit or in some cases, a condition, for example, called glute one deficiency, 95% chance of the diet's going to work. Um, and so we wanted to get that table out and update it um, because it's a really important message for parents, families, neurologists, that if you have a child with that condition or an adult with that condition, uh, they should be put on the diet sooner rather than later and okay? not, not try drug after drug after drug. And so, you know, some of these conditions, I, I won't read all of them, but you know, and they're all, by the way, you know, these, these are all, this document is, is free online um, to anybody. Okay. Um, so um, if you um, go look at the article that was, um, that I published in the epilepsy.com keto news blog, it has a link to it. Um, it's through the journal Epilepsia Open, it was the 2018 okay. And it was a, it's free open access uh, through a grant from the Carson Harris Foundation. So uh, anybody can read it. And it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a long read, but it's a good read. Um, but anyway, the, um, the indications, you know, include conditions like mitochondrial disease, Angelman syndrome, Gervais syndrome, uh, GLUT1 deficiency, tuber sclerosis, infantile spasms. So these are, you know, several of the indications for ketogenic diet use. And so... I think that was a really personally important part of our document, and it really is almost public service to get that information out there um, to you know to anyone who needs to you know think about diet therapy. Um, you know, I think there were some other really interesting aspects uh, that we asked as well. Um, one of the hot topics um, that has come up over the years is: Do you need to bring children into the hospital for the ketogenic diet? Sure. Do you need to fast them? It's an old tradition. You need to fast them before you start the diet. And what we're right. seeing is absolutely a big trend. Um, still, the majority of centers will, will admit children for the diet. Eight, you know, four out of five still admit for the diet, but 92% of the group felt you did not have to. So oh, wow. uh, that was sort of change over time. And we're, we're seeing around the world centers that are starting the diet in clinics, doing it as an outpatient and I think as a group, we feel that that certainly can be done appropriately. Uh, fasting is an old tradition, um, but we're seeing also a trend towards centers not starting the diet with a fast anymore. So almost three-quarters of the centers in this group um, say you can do the diet with a fast, but are just not actively doing that, um, and especially right. in children 
under the age of two, um, it's almost not really appropriate in our opinion to be fasting a child to start the diet. So, you know, a gradual trend in that kind of old practice that over the last 10 years um, we're seeing changes. Um, there's, you know, there's some other great little aspects, so to speak, sure. we talked about supplements and, you know, that, you know, children absolutely need to be monitored very carefully on the diet um, through labs, through extra supplements and vitamins. And all children, we felt, should be on a multivitamin with minerals, calcium, and vitamin D. Um, we also were a little more specific about what should happen at the follow-up visits. And so all children uh, now, we believe, should come back at one month on the diet. That's actually a new okay. recommendation. Make sure they're doing well and make sure that they're um, tolerating the diet. And the, the document goes into more detail about what happens at these visits. That's perfect. You know, Eric, one of one of the questions, and and you kind of you 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 said this, but I, I just want to kind of make sure we reemphasize. So many people ask, "Do you really even need a doctor for this?" Right. You know, I, I feel very strongly that, you know, you you certainly need medical supervision. Okay, and you know, by doctor, I would say a either a neurologist or in some cases it can be a pediatrician or family physician. Um, we're really active trying to bring the ketogenic diet and modified Atkins diet, which is another therapy, um, to areas of the world with uh, sometimes limited resources. And so we know that not all centers have a neurologist. Um, maybe not all centers even have a dietitian, um, which can be very helpful. Um, some would say critical, especially for the classic ketogenic diet. But I think you need, you know, one, you know, either a neurologist, a pediatrician, or a dietitian. Uh, to kind of give you medical supervision. There, there's so many aspects of epilepsy care that, you know, could you do the diet on your own? You know, families will and patients will sometimes for obesity or um, other medical conditions. Uh, the ketogenic diet, is, as I'm sure many of your listeners know, has become really popular. Um, but, you yeah. know, the, when you're dealing with epilepsy, there's so many variables, the interaction of the diet with medicine, the interaction of the diet with, you know, seizures and, you know, some of the labs that we're obtaining that, you know, really keep people safe. So I think as a community, I think there's really no argument that in an ideal world, they, you know, anybody should be followed by a medical professional just to make sure it's going well and safe. Got it. Eric, as we kind of get into our last uh, uh, minute or two, uh, so much information here. Um, what What's the big take-home point you want to make sure listener walks away from from listening to today's conversation? Yeah, so, you know, a couple big messages, Joe. I think number one, I think the, the, the big picture of the consensus is that we as a ketogenic diet community are, you know, very much on the same page regarding management and guidelines and who should go on the diet. And so I think a family should feel like there is information out there. They should certainly not be doing it on their own, but that ketogenic diet centers have so many resources that they can go online and find books and then this consensus paper and articles. And so sometimes we get a sense from some families that they feel like wherever they are, um, maybe they don't have a ketogenic diet center that is, you know, up to speed. And I think that's really not mm -hmm. true anymore. I think it really is a worldwide ketogenic diet community that is really looking out for children and adults and trying to make the diet as efficacious and as safe as possible. 
And I think, you know, the other thing that's, again, really important for your listeners is that there's so much out there on the Internet now, and a lot of it really, I think, is good. Um, Epilepsy.com, you know, obviously I'm biased, is spectacular. Uh, There's great information there. Um, The Charlie Foundation has a great website, another group called Matthew's Friends from England, good information. Um, And so, you know, a lot of our families are really more and more prepared than they ever were before. They come in, they've read their materials. Some of them have even, you know, downloaded some recipes that are ketogenic just to test them out and just even see if it's possible. And so, you know, the Internet, you know, gets a bad rap sometimes, but I think it's, it's been really great for our ketogenic diet families, just making things um, a lot easier. Um, and so I encourage anyone who's listening who's on the diet or certainly thinking about it to, you know, do their Internet research and, and you know, see what's out there for themselves. Eric, this is always terrific advice. Uh, one last time, where um, uh, should if they want to find this article, the link on epilepsy.com is the best place? Yeah, absolutely. So th- this was published um, about a little bit over a month ago uh, in the journal Epilepsia Open. Um, so you can search for it or through Google or any other way that way, um, or through the, either the journal website or you know, through Google. On epilepsy.com, um, I just recently wrote a blog. It's under Keto News, which is a, a blog that I run on epilepsy.com about every one to two months. And so I profile the consensus statement uh, in that blog with a link uh, to the article. And all you've got to do is go to the link, you click on the PDF button, and you can download the article for yourself. Fantastic. Eric, I hope that as uh, new guidelines, new research comes on board, we can always count on you to come back and join us and share more of this uh, fantastic information with our audience. Absolutely. It would be my pleasure. We have been talking uh, with uh, Epilepsy.com's Ketogenic Diet Director, Dr. Eric Kossa, Professor of Neurology and Pediatrics at the Johns Hopkins University, as well as serving as a director of the Ketogenic Diet Program uh, at that institution. He has updated us on the use of the ketogenic diet, recent international guidelines on its use. It's a fantastic read, and I know for all of those of you that are interested, a great source of information. To everyone out there, I hope you've enjoyed this version of Hallway Conversations on on Epilepsy.com. My name is Dr. Joe Servan, Editor-in-Chief of Epilepsy.com. Such a pleasure to join us. I hope that you join us again in the future for other programs. Thanks, and have a fantastic day.